0: David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them out, bring them out.
2: out, Oh, God! Welcome in to the Kaplan J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Jay Hood here. Cap is off today. We'll open phone lines for you. 312 332 ESPN. 332 3776 is the telephone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN without in Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going. For all of our shows here on ESPN Chicago, we've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we got you for a three hour ride here on this Friday morning. So glad that you're with us. Plan to talk about. We got Shot or No Shot coming up at eight o'clock and we have a lot of twists and turns today because today, my friends, is Michael Jordan's 60th birthday. Happy birthday, Michael Jordan. Number 60 for Michael Jordan. We will talk about Jordan uh, coming up in a little bit. But first, you know, it is. Really interesting to me, a lot of my friends, my friends here at ESPN 1000, you on Twitch, you that call in the shows, and also my friends out of town that do what I do to be able to talk sports and entertainment with you every morning, they just can't keep Justin Fields off of their minds. I was listening to Jason Fitz, a friend of mine that has a a midday show on ESPN Radio, and I tuned into his show, and I, and I and what was the first topic? It was Justin Fields. It was about the Chicago Bears. It's not just here at the crib; it's everywhere, where people are wondering what the Bears are going to look like. It's more than just the draft. It's more than free agency. When I turn on a, a show, and for those that don't know, I'm no different than you. I listen to sports talk radio just like you do. You know, when once Cap and I are leaving. And we go our separate ways. What do we do? We turn on the radio. We turn on the stream to find out what's going on around sports. On this station and everywhere else, just trying to figure out, hey, what is everyone talking about? So Cap and I are really no different uh, than you because we're sports radio consumers. And when I turn it on and they're talking about Justin Fields and what the Bears could be, I said, boy, I take solace in the fact that every morning or a lot of mornings here, we're talking about the Bears because it's the new era of the Bears, And it's the most compelling storyline in Chicago because of what's going on at House Hall, because of the new president, Kevin Warren, and because of what's happening with the general manager, Ryan Poles, in his second year, the second year as a full-time starter for Justin Fields. You know, people cannot keep the mic out of Justin Fields' face. People want to know here in the offseason, here in uh, February, February 17th, People are wondering what's on the mind of Justin Fields and what the Bears are going to do. And I think it's very interesting. So Todd McShay, we'll start here. Todd McShay was on ESPN, a draft guru, has been there for, uh, for years, talking about Justin Fields in this regard. He believes that Justin Fields is good, but Bryce Young's better.
1: Listen, I, personally, I would take Bryce Young if I was Chicago. I don't think that's going to be the decision that they make. I think they're going to move back and, and take advantage of the fact that you, you have Houston at two, Indianapolis at four. There's a bunch of teams that want to move up. I would do it because I, I would want Bryce Young because I think he's an upgrade over Justin Fields. And I want his rookie contract. So I have five years. So again,
2: Everyone is so intrigued with this number one pick. I am. I'm very, very interested to see how Ryan Poles operates. He's doing something that the Bears have not had since 1947, and that's having to deal with that number one pick in the draft, because this is the most important draft and the most important time in Bears history. Before that, it was who the Bears are going to take at quarterback. It was not Patrick Mahomes. It was Mitchell Trubisky because that was going to be the uh, moving on point of moving away from Jay Cutler and trying to find the next franchise quarterback. The Bears were looking for for decades, right? And so we thought that here, oh, here's Mitch Trubisky in place. It did not work. So now here comes Justin Fields, and then there's Todd McShay saying that he would not keep Justin Fields around. And I'm thinking, now, nah, yeah, that doesn't sound right to me. I think that Justin Fields should be around here for a while. I think that you can mold and shape Justin Fields into being what we saw in the Super Bowl at the very least, at the very minimum, in Jalen Hurts. And that's not bad because Jalen Hurts arguably should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl, even in a losing effort. That's how good he was. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl. Nonetheless, McShay goes on and says that Bryce Young, he says that the Bears should be able to upgrade the quarterback position, and feels this strongly about Bryce Young. Listen.
1: I think he's special. And and listen, he's undersized, and that's going to be the whole conversation leading up to the draft. 5'10 and a half is what I was told by an NFL scout who went and measured him in the summer. And when I talked to him before the Mississippi State game, he said, I bulked up to about 193. And he's working with a nutritionist. It's just, it's not normal for his frame to be over 200. But I think he's going to get there. So the biggest concern is, can he stay durable and healthy throughout his career? But I think he's a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes.
2: How about that? So that's high praise from Todd McShay talking about Bryce Young. You know, when it comes to the draft, you could talk yourself into anything. You're listening to someone that, that lives for Saturdays and loves college football. And even I couldn't tell you that, <laughs> right? Even I couldn't tell you that. As someone that watches a ton of college football, maybe more than I should admit, I can't even tell you that. And this is why this is just a scratch-off ticket. It's funny. We we're doing the show yesterday, and there was a guy walking right in front of our old National Bank Studios. Had a big gray jacket on, and he had four scratch-off tickets, and he had his quarter. And he was there, and he's cherry, cherry, damn lime. Jerry, Jerry, and he was there, and he just pointed at the window, but you could see him with the scratch-off tickets. That's exactly what the draft is. It's a crapshoot. You think that you have a diamond in the rough. At least that's what you're drafting for. Sometimes it works out, and sometimes it's Mitchell Trubisky, as you and I both know. But I have a friend of mine. um, I won't say his name on the air. We'll just say his name is Dan, okay? His name is Dan. And Dan says that based on where the Bears are going and based on Justin Fields and his development, he feels like there is a connection between the quarterback, Justin Fields, and when the new stadium will be built in Arlington Heights. He feels like Justin Fields more than likely will not be playing for the Bears by the time the new stadium is built. And unless the Bears have some top-notch free agent where they bring in a quarterback to replace Justin Fields, I personally would be crestfallen. Because I don't want what the Colts have done over the years in trying to piecemeal the quarterback position since Andrew Luck was retired by the Chicago Bears. You do recall this, right? Andrew Luck tapped out after taking on the Bears in a preseason game. He says, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore and he left and he you haven't heard from him since. I don't want the situation where the Bears have to start over again in the very near future, for a quarterback. I'm not saying that Justin Fields is Patrick Mahomes. I won't even say that he's Jalen Hurts. But I would rather have someone that you can look at for the next couple of years and say, in this rookie deal, this is who he's going to be. He's going to develop. We give him weapons, give weapons around him, and he becomes a quarterback for the future. That's what I want. It's kind of like a manager and a coach in this city. How much time do they have two, three years to get it right, sometimes four years to get it right. I don't want that. As a lifelong Bears fan, what I want is for this quarterback not only to play in that rickety Soldier Field, or if you read the mayor's release, Soldier Field, I don't want him, to, want him to play just at Soldier Field. I want him to play in Arlington Heights. That means a lot to me. That's that because if that's the case, that means the Bears have done something right. Now, here's what I've done so far. I've given the Bears credit for being able to start over and picking a lane. The Bears, for a long time, they have not picked a lane. It's well, we'll just put uh, throw free agent money here and miss on the draft there, and just keep the lights on at Soldier Field. We'll just keep the doors open, so if in case people want to go in, that's not how I look at it as a Bears fan. I don't want you to just run the operation. What I want is for you to run the operation at a high level, in which you are a perennial playoff team, and hopefully to a Super Bowl championship. This can't be it for me in my lifetime as a Bears fan. Ditka regime, Super Bowl, the Alex Brown uh, Chicago Bears for 2006, and then that's it? Now, i got to see more. And I like the way that the Bears are going about the operation. I'm never this optimistic about the Bears, but when I see that they picked the lane, I can say cool. But when it comes to Justin Fields, that's the beginning of it. And the reason why he's so polarizing and such a lightning rod for conversation is because that's all the Bears have. All I have is is number one. We talk about pillars on this show all the time on Cap and Jay Hood. I tell Cap, I go, you cannot have a foundation without at least four pillars. And the Bears have one. So one leg cannot hold up the table. It's just one. And so when I hear McShay say, yeah, you know, I would get rid of him just to be able to get another quarterback. I don't want to restart the rookie clock. I don't want to do that. What I want to have is Justin Fields and development around him and players around him. That's what's best for me. Now, some thoughts from Justin Fields on a number of things. First of all, you know, his excitement, even though the Bears had the worst record, his excitement level as a quarterback.
3: You know, I think it is. Um, Of course, you know, I finally have an idea of what our offense is. So instead of just, you know, training to throw outs, slants, just the basic routes, I know what you know, what actions we're going to be using, what protections we're going to be using, so I can just focus on, you know, more in-detail stuff within our offense. So I think, you know, uh, me with the full offseason off with that, you know, with uh, knowing the information that I do now about our offense and what we're going to be running, I think, you know, there's a bunch of excitement for next year. And um, even the guys, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you know, they're knowing what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be running. So, uh, I mean, they can focus on just the details within the offense and stuff like that and really just get that cleaned up.
2: I mean, from my standpoint, you know, he talks about, I mean, he was on a number of platforms. He's been talking about what he's looking forward to as a Bears quarterback and the future. He's been a leader for this team. He's still a young guy, but he has shown leadership for this Bears team to say, yeah, I am going to be the guy. And from all accounts, all around House Hall that Cap and I have been hearing, this guy is commanding the room just as a young quarterback. Sometimes we get caught up in what press conferences are or I said interviews are. Now Justin Fields is I won't say he's completely different, but definitely is a leader in that room for the Chicago Bears, and I'm pretty happy about that. Cannot wait to see what the Bears do here this offseason and see how they get better. I don't expect the world, but I expect to see the Bears being able to get better. Obviously three is the is the bottom, so I use a different word, but three is the bottom, and so you want to be able to get better than three wins. So let's ask this question, Shay. at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. I believe that he will. But the question is, there's already so much talk of the Bears trading Justin Fields. You heard that from Todd McShay. My friend Dan believes that he won't make it to Arlington Heights. Let me ask you the question, very direct and easy this morning on on this show. Do you believe that Justin Fields will make it to Arlington Heights? Will he make it to the new stadium? The projections are maybe five years before everything's built, maybe six years. So down the line, do you expect him to be the quarterback once the new stadium is built? And your overall thoughts on whether or not Justin Fields should be here for the long haul? Let's get your thoughts in here. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Jump in with us on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show.
0: No Shot with Cap and Jayhood Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I say my Good morning
2: and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood morning show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Jay Hood. Cap is off today. Open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN with Down Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going. Uh, not only for this show, but all the shows here on ESPN Chicago. Thanks so much for watching our shows. It's now time for Shot or No Shot. As so we do it every day at 8 o'clock, here's Shay Norling. Shay? Morning, Hoodie. I got something special in Shot
4: or No Shot coming up at the end here. Uh, something that affects us as a show. So I have a question about something. That happened to me personally that affects us as a group. We'll get to that at the end of Shot or No
2: Shot. Oh, I'm
4: excited about that. I thought
2: another award was coming through the side door here. <laughs> <laughs> it's next week. Okay. It's okay.
4: next, uh, next Wednesday.
2: I don't see. This show so unpredictable. I don't know what's going to happen from moment to moment. So that's why I'm just, I'm prepared. I'm braced here. I'll just stand here. Well, yeah, after the other day, you got to be ready for anything. I'm just going to stand here and just wait and just see what happens here. Because, again, folks, you just don't know what happens here on the show. All of a sudden, a, a camera crew will come through and a ward will be placed. It's like Shay fighting with Cap. Who knows what's going to happen? It's like an episode of Cheaters. You see those two white <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I feel like.
4: Me fighting with Cap is, we
2: know that's going to happen. That's not unpredictable. Uh, it is for me because I don't never know what the topic is. And but either- you know, we're going to fight. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'm like the divorced child over here on the side, just watching. <laughs> Mommy and daddy are fighting again. Uh, uh, uh. Here's Shane Norley.
4: All right, let's get started with some uh, of the Justin, Fields, uh, of the Justin <laughs> Fields audio we didn't get to this week. Of course, I mentioned he was on Pardon My Take with Barstool Big Cat, who you can always hear on Waddle Sylvie Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Uh, talked a little bit about what he hopes the Bears do in the upcoming draft. Take a listen to this.
3: I'm going with my man uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, oh. You know, I've seen, I've seen him in action. I've Ooh. seen... How he can separate himself like that, and you know his just body control is is crazy. And you know he didn't get to play this past year. He didn't get to show what he could do. So, um, you know, I'm hoping he falls with somehow. But I don't yeah. know. But we do have you know some some help that we need on in the in the trenches. So you know a lot of people are talking about us taking Jalen Carter or uh, Will Anderson uh, Jr. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So I'm guessing we'll get one of those guys. And hmm.
4: So my question for you, Hood, the recent success, reuni- obviously Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State played with Justin Fields. When Fields was at Ohio State, there's been a lot of recent success reuniting college-wide receivers with their college quarterback. If you think about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, if you think about uh, uh, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, even Tua and Jalen Waddle. to an extent, there's been some success getting that chemistry back. So shot or no shot, the Bears should reunite Fields with Smith and Jigba.
2: Uh, that is a, a no shot. Um, I think that, well, first of all, it's amazing that Justin gave an answer. How many quarterbacks in this league would actually give an answer of who you'd like? That doesn't happen. Ask any NBA player, hey, who do you want in the draft? Players are like, I, I really don't know whatever the front office wants. They wouldn't actually give you a name. he actually give you two or three like a draft analyst. I'm like, huh, that's so rare. That's number one. But number two, it's what, I'm sure, it's what it's what the front office wants. Justin Fields might be a leader, but he, it's not like Russell Wilson in the front office uh, being able to give his say of what's going on with the Denver Broncos. So I would say no shot. Um, I would say that uh, the Bears have to get the best players, best for them, or go down in the draft and get players. Um, I would say no shot, but nothing would surprise me up there. What if you can go down in the draft and get, Jackson Smith and Jigba.
4: That's where it gets interesting to me. And it reminds me a lot of when the Bengals were taking Jamar Chase. Everybody said, this is a mistake. You needed to go offensive line. You needed to get Panay Sewell and protect Joe Burrow. You screwed up. That was a narrative even four weeks into the season. Turns out, that's one of the two or three best quarterback-receiver combinations in the league, and they went to a Super Bowl. So for me, it's a shot. I would love the Bears to go get an electric wide receiver who the quarterback already has chemistry with, get that out on the field, and let's see a combo.
2: The Bears have never had this, ever. You sure this this won't be uh, Jay Cutler to Brandon Marshall? Are we sure about that? See, that's the that's the question mark about that. Seriously, like so that all happened on Twitter. For those that don't remember, Brandon Marshall is in one team. Jay Cutler's at the you know just becoming a Bear, and they're interacting on Twitter. Like, hey man, what's up? Hey, what's up? Like, in the open, not DMs, wide open. And how did Brandon Marshall get here? It's because Cutler Green lit the choice of him coming to the Bears on Twitter. How did that work out? They might be friends, or they might have been teammates. I can't say that for sure. That's a fit. Just because they know each other, is it a fit for the Bears? I think initially for polls, I'm sure it's a no shot. Shay.
4: All right, we talked about this a little bit in our first hour available on the podcast, the ESPN Chicago app. Todd McShay, he decided to make himself the, I believe, the first analyst to just come out and openly say one of the quarterbacks in the draft is better than Justin Fields. Listen to this.
1: Listen, I, personally, I would take Bryce Young if I was Chicago. I don't think that's going to be the decision that they make. I think they're going to move back and and take advantage of the fact that you you have Houston at two, Indianapolis at four. There's a bunch of teams that want to move up. I would do it because I I would want Bryce Young because I think he's an upgrade over Justin Fields. And I want his rookie contract. So I have five years.
4: All right. So shot or no shot. McShay's putting this out there, helps the Bears out. The Bears should lean into this smokescreen at the expense of Justin Fields to keep
2: increasing the value of that pick. Uh, That's a shot because that's the price of poker. Uh, And, again, Poles is never going to correct the record because he's the one with the number one draft pick. It's not like he's going to get on air, you know, like Justin Fields, and, uh, and pick some guys out there for everyone to hear. So I think that... Polls laying back, watching what's going on here. Whatever McShea says and Kuyper and these other guys say about the pick, absolutely. You want to drive up that price. It is so valuable. I, I can't accentuate this point even more regarding the number one pick and what you could do with it. You could stand, stand pat, you could trade it, you can be able to get more picks with it. That's how valuable it is. Some organizations, and maybe the Bears will do this. We'll just take the one pick and say, this is who, we believe this is the best player on the board. That's our guy. And do nothing else with it. Jay Moore, so that's, that's how I've, I'm looking at it. It's so valuable, that pick.
0: It's very valuable. Got it got lovey Smith fired.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Lovey. No, he's still alive. Yeah, he's around. <laughs> just, Listen, let's just, let's, this let's is not career. be cap here, all well, right? Well, just his career is, is, is dead for the, uh, momentarily. lovey is he still around? I know. I, this is this has been a vacation for me because he hasn't killed anybody off. It's every, nice. Every, yeah. Everyone's still alive. It's been, it's been enjoyable. My my partner is not killing someone off. My favorite part of McShay is whoever that is back there. Like, is that brother Ryan Clark back there? Who's talking?
1: Listen, I, personally, I would take Bryce Young if I was Chicago. I don't. Wow. <laughs> Who is wow. that back there? Yeah, that's
2: Clark. <laughs> is that? It sounds like a Ryan Clark. I would trade the. Wow. You're not on mic, sir. (laughs) That's the best. I love that. Because you know what? I think that that opinion surprises some people. And actually, we had some calls this morning that said, you know, that's not so far-fetched. No, it's not. But I don't believe in restarting the clock. I don't. Huge gamble. Say it again? It's a huge gamble. Oh, it's absolutely a huge gamble, Jay Moore. Uh, Because what you expect out of this offseason, you tell me if I'm wrong, Shay. You've heard me say this. What it comes down to is this offseason should pay dividends for the Bears for their future. I'm not saying three wins to Super Bowl. But if nothing else, are they going to spend every dollar of their cap space? No, they won't. But you should start incrementally getting better by adding more key pieces to your team via free agency in the draft. Now, again, the draft is a little bit more of a future deal here because whoever you get in the in the draft, especially to the middle of the bottom of the draft, I don't expect them to be able to be all-world, but you should be moving in the right direction after this draft and after this free agency. I, I mean, I've always agreed with you there. I, I don't think they're
4: going to go from worst to the Super Bowl either. I would like to see worst to eight or nine wins. I think like Worst to middle of the pack is more than fair. What I can't see them do is go worst to worst. They can't be at the bottom five again next year. Cause if they are too many things are going to happen that I don't want to see happen. You won't have the same coach. You probably won't have the same quarterback.
2: I don't want those things to happen. So our audience always changes. And so I'm going to be able to double down on your point. Uh, I love our Purdue jogger always goes by. He's always got the same Purdue outfit on. He jogs by every morning. And just like some, at some point, he won't have that Purdue jogger on because they're going in the wrong direction. They're burnt toast lately. No, I'm going to accentuate your point about the win total for the Bears coming up next uh, around the NFL. We'll get to that. Go ahead.
4: All right, A little personal bit here in Shot or No Shot. It affects us as a show. Something happened to me at home. We were going to have a nice little Friday. We were going to kick things off with some sweets, have a little party this morning in the studio. My mother, the sweetest woman, uh, heard me on the radio talking about how I would like to get some Girl Scout cookies. So she took it upon herself to to get Girl Scout cookies and ship them here to Chicago. They arrived. Uh, they were supposed to arrive this week, so I was going to bring them in today, this morning. Hoodie, you get a box. Jay Moore, you get a box. I'll take a box. I'll go upstairs. I'll get some people who want Girl Scout cookies boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Awesome. Here's what happens. The package gets stolen off my porch. Mm. Somebody takes the box of Girl Scout cookies and steals it. Now, we're celebrating Michael Jordan's birthday. And off air this morning, you asked me, who is the Michael Jordan of blank? What is the Michael Jordan of blank? we got to do this for a bunch of topics. What's the best of this topic? My question for you, shot or no shot, package theft is the Michael Jordan of petty crimes?
2: Uh, That's a shot. Now, Jay Moore, we turn over here as uh, someone who uh, has uh, dealt with... uh, petty theft and crime, is petty theft the Michael Jordan of
0: crimes? That's a shot. And
1: seeing that, you know, I
0: had an incident at my house where someone took a package from my porch uh, before Christmas. It was an SD drive. What you going to do with that? (laughs) (laughs) So I was more, you know, intrigued on what you're going to do with it versus them taking it.
2: (laughs) Yes. Okay. All right. So, well, I mean, they're going to try to sell it, but they're going to fall short. Who's, who's going to want that on the corner, right? It's a specific drive. You you got to, you know, if it's in one computer. I just, I think petty theft is. And, and, I, and I can only go back to my days when I was working at the jewels, right? When someone would just take, you know, some aspirin, just, you know, put a, a can of sardines in their back pocket and try to leave the front. I mean, this happens all the time. But taking something... And taking a package, especially lately, because of the advent of Amazon, I mean, UPS is one thing. UPS, knock on your door. You know, you knew your UPS driver when he came up. Big brown van. But the Amazon, when they throw it up there, and they may not ring the doorbell or not, and someone takes the package off the um, off your porch, that's the worst. Now, in my home, I'm hoping that they take the packages. It's too It's too many packages that we get. I told you my Amazon problem at the home, at the house. Take right? them away, she'll stop ordering. I would like that. I would actually for them to come to my house and take our packages. That way I don't have to, get them up the, have to take them up all the stairs. Jay Moore knows. You know, you know, I get eight stairs to be able to go up in a raised ranch to be able to get the packages off the, the landing, all the way up the stairs, all the way into the crib. No, someone take them, please. Help me out. Can I tell you,
4: this really, uh, this pissed me off this morning. Can I, know. I Can I tell you, like, I have to imagine, that I don't get packages stolen very often. I have to imagine it's got to be a box on the outside of it that said Girl Scout cookies. If you want Girl Scout cookies so badly you're going to steal mine, knock on my door, I'll give you $5. It's $5 for a box of Girl Scout cookies. What are you stealing them off my porch for? What does that do for you? If you want Girl Scout cookies that bad, I'll give you five bucks. Don't steal the ones my mother sent for me in the show. What the hell are we doing in the world? If you see a box of Girl Scout cookies on someone's porch, leave them on the damn porch. This one, hoodie, I know a lot of times I get angry in here. I know a lot of time about dumb stuff. Coaching decisions or a romantic comedy or some dumb sports thing. This one really got me hot. You see Girl Scout cookies on somebody's porch delivered to them. Leave them the hell alone. What the hell is happening in this society, in this world, where people are stealing my Girl Scout cookies off of my patio? Why? Where are we in the world? Thoughts, Love
2: the passion, Shay. A lot of thoughts there from Shay Norling on behalf of Girl Scouts everywhere. All right, fans, coming up next. <laughs> coming up next. See what I mean by unpredictability? You never know on this show. Where are we in the society when you can take someone's Girl Scout cookies? We'll get your calls on that coming up next. Girl Scout cookies. Petty theft. Next, on Cap and J-Hood.
1: Cap, Cap
5: and J-Hood are back.
0: Just what I thought I was out, they pulled me back in.
5: On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Bo sucks.
0: He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's answer you looking for on these things here? Yeah.
2: Oh, ah, got a chance to regroup. A fun Friday. A petty theft Friday here on Captain J. Hood here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. The cookies have been taken off of Che Norling's porch. My God. I just wanted to come take this stuff off my <laughs> It's too much for me. Time to go around the National Football League here on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. And here is Shay Norling. Shay.
4: Well, Hoodie, you said you wanted to start by answering my question about the Bears' win total next season. So, no better place to start. I mentioned I, the last segment, I don't want them to go worst to worst. All I ask is you go worst to middle of the pack.
2: All right. Here's how we look at this. We need seven spots for everyone to get into the playoffs of the NFC, Correct seven spots that's correct all right so let's take a look at the best of the best in the nfc let's go to the east where the eagles whether you think they're going to be worse or better than they were this year getting the super bowl the eagles i expect them to be a playoff team can we agree with that eagles in the playoffs
4: i do expect them to be a little worse but yeah
2: playoff team for sure dallas as 12 and 5 again underachieving in the biggest moments in the playoffs i expect them to be in the playoffs Giants at nine seven and one. Now all the teams in the NFC East. I'm I'm really interested in the Giants to see whether or not they actually are good or they were just get a lucky break taking on a fraudulent Minnesota Vikings team. Fair to say, like let's see what this looks like. Daniel Jones be the quarterback this upcoming season should
4: be. The thing I find interesting with the Giants is they're actually going to get a fairly easy schedule because whether they made the playoffs or not, they finished third place. They'll get a third place schedule. The thing I find interesting with the Cowboys, I don't know what they are. They uh, airmailed all of their coaches. Goodbye. Yeah. All of their assistants gone. So you're going to bring in an entirely new assistant coaching staff for the same quarterback who looked like kind of a deadbeat the second half of this season.
2: I don't know if I'm sold the Cowboys are going to be back here. Okay, so talent for talent, I would say that the Cowboys will be a playoff team. So I would say three again out of the NFC East. So now we need four more spots. So there's the NFC North, and again, question marks about Aaron Rodgers. I believe the Lions will be a playoff team this upcoming season. I do as well. Now we get to Minnesota, 13-4. and Even if they were three shy of that, say they were ten, they had ten wins, ten wins is still good enough for them to get to the playoffs. Whether or not they have staying power or not, the talent's good enough for them to be, have at least nine or ten wins. Then we have a question mark about the Bears, so we'll put a pin in that. Would you say did you get two teams out of the North for the playoffs? Say, Let's or, move on
4: and come back to the North. All right. NFC South. It's going to have one team. Who it is, I don't care. But it will have one of them. One of them by default will make it. Someone
2: will represent. I will say... See, I just flipped a coin. I said Saints. So somebody will get it done. Probably the most likely. But again, whoever it it will be, one of them, I don't care which. NFC West with the 49ers. Again, we don't know who the quarterback is, but from a talent standpoint, talent, 49ers should be a playoff team. Will it be 13-4? to I have no idea, but they should be in the playoffs. And then from there, the Seahawks with Geno Smith. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I think that was some of that was luck. I don't. So I think it's more luck than skill. I don't expect them to be nine and eight this upcoming season. The Rams, better or for worse, gonna to have to rebuild that thing. And the Arizona Cardinals also in the in the basement. Now let's go back to the NFC North. So what we've named here is I got three, I got four teams. That's the South. I got five with the West. Now the NFC North got to get two. Okay, Detroit's in the playoff.
4: Detroit, I offer you wins the division.
2: All right, and
4: then what? I, I hate Minnesota. I'm of the opinion Rodgers is in the AFC next season. I, I, if the Bears can win eight or nine, I mean, I, this NFC is going to be garbage. I have to make sure that that's a part of the opinion. This NFC as a conference is going to be horrible. Okay, I think well, the Bears can, at, at the very least, mid-December,
2: we can be interested in the games left on the calendar. Okay, but it still didn't answer the question, right? If you need one more team in the NFC North, what, you, what I've done is I've boxed you in. I put you in where Rodgers is a Jet or someplace else out of the conference. And now you've got to choose between the Vikings, who could be just a 10-win team from the 13 they were this past season, or the Bears. See, I'm, I'm giving you the optimistic view of the Bears because you say, i like to see eight or nine wins. Well, there's, that's a possibility just based on the NFC that you just laid out. Not very good, right? Don't have the powers in every in every division. So that's what I box you into. Packers with Jordan Love, and again, I don't know what that looks like. I'm not saying failure. I just don't know what that looks like. So because it's unknown, I rule them out. Now, Minnesota and Chicago. That's where we
4: are. Let's assume both teams middle where they were in one-score games this year. The Bears were 1-8, like I believe. The Vikings, I think, were 11-1 one in one-score games. Let's say both teams middle that spot get to 501-score games, Bears have an easier schedule.
2: I'll take the Bears. Okay. That's, and there's, there's the optimistic view of the Chicago Bears, believing that they can go from three to nine wins, three to eight wins, and back their way into the playoffs out of the top seven teams of the NFC. That's how you do it. Because I have to look at it that way, Shay, because unless, and against the NFL, you never know, unless, say, Seattle actually is good enough to make the playoffs, which I do not. But in this NFC, if you're think if you are a Bears fan and you think they can make the playoffs, look at the NFC and then look at the NFC North without Rodgers. And by the way, with Rodgers, Bears don't have a shot at the playoffs if Detroit's already there.
4: Yeah, this all hinges on Rodgers going to the AFC, which I am of the opinion he's either a Jet or Raider or something. I don't think he's going to be a Packer. I think that ship has sailed. So that's where I'm basing this. If Rodgers returns to Green Bay, well, ha-
2: have fun in third place. Once um, Paxitani Aaron gets out of his hole, and if he raises his head up out of the hole, we'll see whether or not he's going to retire or not. Uh, We'll find out. Not only is the Bears draft, but also Aaron Rodgers, the linchpin to all of this in the NFC North.
4: Now, when Rodgers comes out of that cave, if he sees his shadow, does that mean we get six more weeks of his free agency decision? That's correct.
2: That's what I saw on the news. (laughs) That's what I saw. He's Paxitani Aaron poking his head out, being in the darkness all this time. Clown. All right, what else do we have in the NFL?
4: Well, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, let's hear from one of the more prominent voices in New York sports media. Tiki Barber had a take on Aaron Rodgers going to New York and if he'd be able to handle it.
0: Last week, or earlier this week, I should say, Aaron Rodgers took some real shots at Ian Rappaport. Basically saying, he doesn't know anybody in my inner circle. I don't have his number. He doesn't have my number. Basically, shut the hell up, Ian. And Schefter, too. And Schefter. But basically, shut the hell up. Stop talking about me. It just made me start to realize that if he is that sensitive, that people, reporters, opinion makers, uh, influencers, whoever, want to talk about him, he is going to struggle in New York. And I don't know if it's the right fit for him. I don't know if I want him in New York, if this is going to be his reaction to things that don't matter.
2: Tiki e. Barber and Brandon Tierney on WFAN. Go ahead. So here's the question. Is Aaron Rodgers too soft for New York? Yeah. that's. I think that's the prevailing theme. I've, I've heard that for a while now. If you want to be a Jet, could you imagine? It's not just New York media. It's New York media. It's New Jersey media. It's that tri-state area that will be answered. So he's going to have double the media that's covering him in Green Bay. All the questions, and again, they're not all unfair questions. It's just questions that fans want to know. Can he be able to handle that? This is why he's isolated with Pat McAfee, so he can get some softballs thrown at him, so he can just just be able to speak openly about how he really feels. Uh, But, I mean, this is no shot, by the way, at Rob Domofsky and Wilde and all those guys in Milwaukee. What I'm saying is for being in New York is a whole different beast. That's what I mean. Just like he's had to deal with a lot. Fair and unfair questions. I don't think that he's, I don't see him as a New York jet. Yeah. I don't.
4: I mean, you think it's bad now, Aaron. Just wait till you're in New York and Bob and Secaucus is calling into Don LaGreca. That's going to kill you, right? If you think it's bad right now, yeah, man. you wait till the Michael K show on ESPN New York is ripping your
2: ass. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's the pressure. That's the pressure. Alright, got one more? Can you sneak in one more?
4: Yeah, I found this interesting. Tom Brady was talking on his Let's Go podcast about his past Super Bowl experiences. And he was asked about, uh, I think it was the 2004 Super Bowl. I can never remember the number. Um, the Janet Jackson incident. Yeah, Tom Brady played in that game and he said all he heard after the game was people asking him Did you see that? Did you see the halftime show? It's one of the few times I can remember where the halftime show in that incident was bigger than the actual game. Mm -hmm. Brady said, ultimately, it was the best thing for the NFL. So that's the question for me. Ultimately, with Janet Jackson's top removal in the halftime show of that Super Bowl, that was the best thing for the NFL.
2: Oh, best thing for the NFL. Well, it certainly put a, a spotlight on the NFL again. I guess when you have an incident where there's nipple gate and uh, could you imagine? Oh my God! In middle America, I can't believe it. I saw it myself. I slowed it down on my DVR, and I saw, I saw Janet Jackson's nipple. Really? Really? I mean that. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. You're gonna tear. you gonna tear down Justin Timberlake and and Janet Jackson because of that one incident. I guess it is good for the NFL because bad press is good press. People are still going to be tuning in. And now for the rest of the Super Bowls, you want to see is something weird going to be said or done. So that's the beginning of it. Tell you what, Jay, it's not like Caps here in which it, they had marching bands for the halftime act for the Super Bowl. It was. At the Rose Bowl. Yes. Or
4: played in Stanford. You get ooh, the marching band uh, here. Ooh come the purdue marching band <laughs> at it's like the indy 500
2: Suck. we've got iupui's marching band
4: on the field at stanford right his halftime of the super bowl
2: <laughs> it's not like that man we got big acts now we got rihanna who's pregnant up on a scaffold or up on a you know way up in the sky we don't have just boo 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 the marching band coming out slowly playing poorly My God, man. People forget the NFL wasn't always the beast that it
4: is now either. The Super Bowl was. But I think Brady has a point. Janet Jackson's top coming off at the Super Bowl, for better or worse, everybody was talking
2: about the NFL. No question. Everyone was talking about that because it was on the NFL's platform. Again, bad press is good press. So they had no problem with it at all. Hey, more on the Justin Fields conversation and the NFL with Courtney Cronin. That's coming up next. Captain J. Hood. We're on weekday mornings at 7.
0: Here's today's
2: headlines, headlines. with Captain J. Hood. Good morning, Chicago. The Bulls, they uh, lost to the <laughs> Indiana Pacers yesterday. My goodness. They fall to 0-5 on uh, Milwaukee yesterday, beg your pardon. The Bulls lost again to M- Milwaukee last night. They're now 0-5 since the decision to stand pat at the trade deadline and have lost six straight. DeMar DeRozan missed action again with a hip injury that is reportedly not considered serious, but is likely to sideline him until at least after the All-Star break. Adrian Wojnarowski reported yesterday that the Bulls were among the first teams to communicate with Russell Westbrook in the buyout market. Jonathan Taves continues to be away from the Blackhawks with an illness ahead of the trade deadline, putting his trade stock into question. Blackhawks play the Senators in Ottawa tonight. Also, Tiger Woods finished strong at the Genesis Invitational yesterday, scoring birdies on each of the final three holes to finish two under par, five strokes off the lead. Jay Moore.
5: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN
6: Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Mike, Mike. Uh,
5: Courtney Cronin.
0: National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN.
6: I think you have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo.
0: Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines.
6: Team transcendent quarterback Russ is not this guy. You know, he's very legacy conscious. He wanted to go to Denver and build something and win a Super Bowl there.
0: Courtney Cronin with Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Glad you're with
1: us
2: here on the Cap'n J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We turn to Courtney Cronin, who covers the Chicago Bears of the National Football League for ESPN. She joins us here on Cap'n J. Hood. Good morning, Courtney.
5: Hi, how are you?
2: I'm great. You know why?
5: Because I delivered.
2: That's right. You're my hero.
5: I just I thought about you in the moment I was like, oh my God, like I didn't I had nothing planned. and when we were talking about Jim Ursey, you and I on on what was that Wednesday? yes, it kind of like occurred to me that maybe he's not trolling the Bears with all those things like that he posted and said maybe maybe he is calculated. I don't know maybe we didn't not give him enough credit and maybe he's trolling Houston. So in that moment, I'm like, what was the phrase? What was the phrase? Oh, yeah, keep your beak out of it. So I said it with a straight face. I think I said it with some zest. And I just, I've been waiting to hear your reaction to it
2: for two days. I was just floored because it's just, the way you said it, I mean.
6: Mahomes is better on one leg than most quarterbacks are on two, as as evidenced by what happened in the second half. Whatever magic he worked in the locker room, and credit to the training staff to get that ankle that he re-injured in the end of the second quarter, somehow able to play. That was remarkable, but going into this game the story was, oh, how good this Eagles pass rush is. Mahomes, the offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, Eric Biennemi, they mitigated that and did it in a big way. The third lowest pass rush win rate for the Philadelphia Eagles in this game, and you've got to give Andy Reid a lot of credit here. The pre-snap motion, this team uses it the fourth highest of any team in the NFL. They use that to their advantage coming out of halftime to be able to win this game. And
2: I'm thinking, okay, on Monday that's fine, but there was no phrase. And then you come strong with Keep the... Keep
6: your beak out of this. And it's
2: like, oh my god. Right? So we <laughs> all see. enjoyed that. See, there's a difference between Monday and what you did on Wednesday. I mean, again, good analysis, but no, but really no catchphrase. And then you come...
6: Keep your beak
5: out it was of this. Sad?
2: I mean, that's just awesome.
5: You know, it's coaching. I'm a coachable person. I am a rep learner. It took me a little time. But here I am, and now we've got to figure out some other phrase that I can sneak into a response, and may- maybe it's one of like attacking one of my panelists. Like, what was one of the other ones you had?
2: Well, there's, there's, there's shot. There's no shot. There's what some of the I stuff that can. I
5: have some cap, like sparkles? in the way that I what's up, sparkles? interact of course, with somebody yeah. on the panel.
2: Yeah. What's up, Sparkles? <laughs> How would that work? But, I mean, that that was fantastic. I I know we on the show, we appreciate it for sure.
4: We're going to create viral TikToks for you, Courtney. We're just going to start feeding you phrases that you have to find a way to fit into around the horn.
5: You know, I'm all for it. It'll be our little secret.
2: Uh, Courtney, we want to ask you a, a number of things. Of course, you're, you are on the uh, Car X Tire and Auto Hotline, of course.
0: Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. The
2: so we were asking about uh, Aaron Rodgers. We were just talking about this in the last segment. And wondering from you, because Aaron Rodgers is Poxitani Phil or Poxitani Aaron, he's, uh, <laughs> he's he's down in a hole and we won't know until a, a few days whether or not he's going to see a shadow. How much does Aaron Rodgers' decision bear on the Bears' future success?
5: Well, I think it's the entire division. And once he's either once we know how much longer he plans to stay in Green Bay, I mean, if it's if he's going to end up back there this year, it's still, you take things on a one-year basis with Aaron Rodgers at this point of his career. But I I mean, I don't want to say it like makes a division super wide open, because frankly, I felt like it was like that last year that we saw a little bit of a changing of the guard where the Minnesota Vikings came out of nowhere and were able to win the division and, and do it in, in record-setting fashion with all those one-score wins. But they're going to undergo changes this year. So with their roster turning over likely in a pretty big way, I imagine if Rogers isn't here, then you, then it's probably frankly, a Detroit battle uh, for the top spot in the NFC North, which is a wild thing to think about just from how far they've come in the last year. But green Bay is no sure thing without Rogers. The Minnesota Vikings could very well look a lot different next year and be kind of playing catch up in a way. And Detroit's late-season ascension, I think, is something they can build on. So the division itself could look a lot different just based on Rodgers' decision and also the other things that are going to happen here as rosters turn over.
2: Um, Tom McShay said this regarding uh, Justin Fields and what he would do if he were part of the Bears' front office.
1: Listen, personally, I would take Bryce Young if I was Chicago. I don't think that's going to be the decision that they make. I think they're going to move back and, and take advantage of the fact that you, you have Houston at two, Indianapolis at four. There's a bunch of teams that want to move up. I would do it. Because I, I would want Bryce Young because I think he's an upgrade over Justin Fields. And I want his rookie contract so I have five years.
2: So thoughts there from Todd McShay. That's not necessarily a new opinion, Courtney, because we've heard this. Tannenbaum said the same. A few others have said that. So to me, I said this morning, I'd rather have the genuine article and build on what I have versus starting over. So what's the likelihood that, uh, that Ryan Poles looks at this and says, I really believe in Justin Fields. We'll just move forward.
5: I think that that's pretty reasonable to think that he actually meant what he said at the end of the season and said that he'd have to be blown away to draft somebody and replace Justin Fields. And I think McShay in that biter a little bit later on called Bryce Young, a mini Mahomes. So let's slow yeah. our role with these comparisons of quarterbacks who have not proven anything at the NFL level. And frankly, like we were talking about this on the yesterday, like I don't, in what way is he an upgrade over Justin Fields? Like, you can't say that and then not explain what you mean by that because Bryce Young, in the same circumstances that Justin Fields was put into last year, you can't tell me that he would have excelled that much more than Justin Fields did with no weapons around him, a shaky offensive line, and a defense that gave up you know, an average of 450 yards the last six games of the season. There's no way that you can make that comparison and say that he would have been He is a true upgrade over Justin Fields. The only real reason you do it here is because you want to reset the rookie clock, but in resetting the rookie clock, you're setting the franchise back a little bit because we know that quarterback play is the key to everything in the NFL. And I, I just think that unless, unless there is a team like Carolina that doesn't want to wait on Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, or rather they don't want to wait you know, for a veteran quarterback, and they're like, we need to move all the way up to one. We need to get, you know, we can't move up all the way to one. We want to go get Justin Fields, but we want to move up further. Whatever they do, if it's a haul from any team that you cannot say no to, that's not an indictment on Fields. That's just doing good business if you're Ryan Poles. That's the only way I see them moving on from Fields at this point because you don't look at this quarterback draft class and say there's a generational talent. There's a Trevor Lawrence. There's an Andrew Luck. You just don't say that. I think that's too big of a risk, and you're not necessarily sure what's behind door two is a better option than what you have right now in field.
2: Courtney, hold on. We got some news here regarding the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's Shane Norling. Shay. Yeah, about a half
4: hour ago, Rappaport uh, brought out that there's mutual interest between the uh, commanders and Eric Bieniemy, Chiefs Offensive Coordinator, for uh, Bieniemy to go to Washington and become the OC there. Well, just now we're hearing, seeing from Rappaport with that happening, The expected offensive coordinator opening in Kansas
2: City will be filled by Matt Nagy. (laughs) Listen to that reaction. Listen to that. There's a pro reaction right there. (laughs) Chuckling. You're chuckling at Matt Nagy. I I just
5: think Bears fans are going to have a field day with that. Just Uh being, you know... When he came here to Chicago from Kansas City, that first year, there was all the misdirection. There was the creativity and play calling. There was making plays look different, uh, using the same personnel but running different plays out of uh, you know, the same formations. And then all of that went away. So maybe another year for him back under Andy Reid in the same spot that he was in before will help him to rediscover the magic of what got him a head coaching job in the first place.
2: I think that under the leadership of Andy Reid, I think that's a win-win for Nagy. Like I, as much as he was inept and just, I thought not forward-thinking and developing, you know, either Mitch or Justin. I think that'll work out fine in Kansas City. And if there's an issue, Andy will take you over the playbook. And I, I, I we've seen the rapport that Mahomes and and Nagy have had over the years. It seems to work so far. I can't, you can't poke holes in it.
5: No, you can And I guess there's some truth to you can always go home, um, yeah. as evidenced by him going back to Kansas City and allowing himself a chance to resurrect his career a little bit. And, you know, I hope Eric enemy with the whole situation with Washington, it's unfortunate that that's the route that he has to go in order to get, you know, hopefully considered on a serious basis for some head coaching opportunities in the future. But uh, it, it sucks because he's going to a worse situation where you don't know who the owner is going to be. You don't know the stability of that franchise going forward. Sam Howell is your quarterback. They're at seventeen, I believe, in the draft. Mm-hmm. Like, are they are they trading up to get somebody? Or are they getting in on the veteran market? It's it's certainly a worse situation. But if Biondi can go there and make magic out of a Sam Howell, then you can't question that he doesn't deserve. A real opportunity for a head coaching job But you can't question that now There's just other circumstances that we know are at play here
2: Courtney, you're my hero Thanks so much for coming on the show
5: No problem, I'll talk to you Monday
2: It is uh, Courtney Cronin with us here And she wants everyone to know Keep
6: your beak out of this And
2: she's with us on the Car X uh, Car, tire, and hotline Let's see, the Car X tire and auto hotline
0: Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter Boom, boom, boom don't worry about the correct
2: man. Coming up next was one of our guys getting booed for asking a question yesterday. Did that happen? We'll talk about that coming up next on Cap and Jay Hood.